Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others, use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we began planning out the story branches of Pokémon Marble and Bronze, talking about how you will be a new museum research fellow, choosing one of three paths to primarily focus on, and Director Donna, the director of the museum, who's just come from another museum to start a new branch of Pokemonology. <laughs> we also made some Pokemon. Our early game normal type, Koi Cube and Cubibara. Based on a Koi Poo, sometimes called a Nutria. And a Capybara. Capybara. And cubes. And cubes. Today we're going to start talking about the beginning town, other early game areas, and just a little bit about how the game's going to start out. So we're going to go to the town map. Okay, Alex, you've been doing some reading and research to think about where geographically we want to start, because there's a lot of options, right? Mm -hmm. You know the general shape of Italy, and we're going to tweak that a little, but it's going to be mostly that shape. So it's like, do we want to start out in the central area? Do we want to start in the north towards the mountains and have a game going south? Or do we want to start something more near the south? So there's two really strong starting points, in my opinion. And the first one is, like you said, Rome, right in the middle. You start in the big city and then kind of explore out like that. But that's very similar to what... Scarlet and Violet did. Yeah, but we had also decided already that we wanted to start in a smaller town. Mm-hmm. So it could be a smaller town outside of large city. And yeah. Then, but also, that doesn't quite seem right. So the other starting point that I was immediately thinking about as being a really interesting thing to do is Sicily. Yeah, I mean, it is a great idea. It's an isolated area so that you can have the entire island of Sicily can be a tutorial area where you've got a few locations and towns you can travel through. Imagine, like, the Great Plateau in Breath of the Wild. Oh, also kind of like Mele Mele Island in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Mm. The first of the four islands. Yeah. And maybe not to the same scale as that, something a bit smaller relative to the mm. rest of the region. Or just there is a lot to explore in this first area, but then so much more games still to come after that. Yeah. And just building on that more. I mean, Sun and Moon were particularly bad with their tutorial at the beginning of the game. Yeah. It felt like you were still in a tutorial for way longer than you ought to be. And I think newer games have tried to pull that back a yeah, little. Yeah, I think they realized that no one liked that. Yeah. Referring to it tutorial area doesn't have to mean you are still in full tutorial mode no. but it could be up to the first gym is on this island yeah. it gives you a chance to explore these areas and understand more fully the nature of this game before you go and explore the rest of the region and I think it would give you an opportunity to explore the different story paths before mm -hmm. actually deciding on which one you want to do yeah because then the rest of the game mainland Rentia can be fully open you can go and explore in any direction as much exactly. as you like I'm super down to start this game in Renchen, Sicily. <laughs> what have you got for us specifically on Sicily then? I read the entire Wikipedia page <laughs> on Sicily. <laughs> And can I just say, I'm not going to give you all of the information that I found, because we could have done a whole region that was just Sicily. Yeah. It's pretty big. It is the fourth most populated region in Italy. I'm sure. Like... There are 20 regions. It's got multiple airports, seven world heritage sites. It has the largest opera house in Italy, okay. the third largest in Europe. It also has the largest active volcano in Europe. Cool, cool. We're going to have a volcano in our mm -hmm. starting area. It also has the oldest known chestnut tree. 
tree. It's okay. like up to like 4,000 years old or something. What have you got that's going to be particularly useful to us as this being our starting area? Is there anything specific you think could work for our starting town especially? So what I'm imagining is our starting town is probably in the center of the island. Okay. Sicily is a triangle. I'm thinking starting town in the center and then an important point on each of the ends. Oh, one for each of the branches. One for each of the branches. Oh, that's cute and good. So you'll have some like kind that. of side quest to go to the volcano. Yep. To go see a Pokemon that lives there for the Pokedex. You sure. have to go to the yeah. opera house to do something for the art track. Yeah. And then you'll have to go to, there is a ancient Greek temple. Okay, yeah. Which maybe is a gym now. Yeah, that's a good historic location for the history path. And you'll path. have to uh-huh. go there for the history path. Uh-huh, and that's good. And then also to <laughs> uh, unify those, you'll also have to pick something up at a watchtower on each corner. Okay, let's step back from those from because that's great and I love those points mm-hmm. and I think those points as towns or settlements or whatever that you're going to be we'll get to those more in detail later yeah, yeah let's hone in and focus in on this central point then mm-hmm. is there a real town specifically you're thinking of or are we going to kind of fictionalize that more I think it's a little bit more fictionalized yeah. it might be more similar to Palermo Palermo which is like on the northern coast Palermo is the capital of Sicily uh-huh. so I'm thinking that as your central point okay would you not want to use that for like maybe a slightly larger town. It could also be where the opera house is. Yeah. So like I don't know if our starting town needs to be based on a specific real town or so much as just the general area. Like mm-hmm. there's the Enna province in the center of Sicily. The fact that this central location is at a high elevation is something that could be fun to play with. Mm. Your starting town is just atop a hilly area. Yeah. So Sicily is very hilly, yeah. very mountainy. I mean it's mostly created by lava flow eruption. Scarlet and Violet like starting up their game with a look across the gorgeous region yeah. from the lighthouse tower. Yeah. We could have a similar moment just any random place in town. Yeah. yeah, okay, so like the museum is at a central point. Yeah. At kind of a high point. And yeah. maybe when you are given your first set of tasks or whatever, be like, oh, over there you can go to this location. Yeah. And then like pans over and over there you can go do this and over here there's that. And then there's a bit more of a point to that scene yes. as well <laughs> than there was in Scarlet and Violet yes. where it's just like look at this region, isn't it great? Look at the grass. So we've got this central location and we've already got like one point of geography about it. It is located at a high elevation. That's mm-hmm. a good starting point. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be slightly larger than your average starting town. I think so. More akin to like Aspersia City from Pokemon Black and White 2 which is the sequel game where you're not in the starting town of the region. In that game your hometown has a gym and has the Pokemon training school and more buildings than yeah, typical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for this central town that we've got here I do think it should be a slightly larger town. Yeah. But a notable thing about Sicily is that that although it is the fourth most populated region in Italy, mm-hmm. it has the highest percentage of people leaving, emigrating to other parts of Italy. So what I'm thinking is this new museum is opening up yeah. and the goal of it is to get people back. The director could almost be a little bit disheartened at some yeah. point. Be like, oh, I've just gotten shoved off to this corner of this area where people don't really want to be or anything. It's just tourists. There's no actual important yeah. academic work being done here. But trying to keep a good face about it and be like, mm-hmm. no, we're going to make this the best museum. We're going to make this a place people want to be. We're going to make this the best museum. We're going to bring life back to this island. Yeah. And you'll get the locals who are very enthusiastic as well. Yeah. And I think that 
that starts you off with your heart in it you know it gives you a purpose for like why are you doing this because you want this beautiful place to be loved but also it's both one of not many things available to do Mm -hmm. and also a chance for you to potentially get out and explore more as well so it's giving the player the chance to go in either direction as to what they're feeling Mm -hmm. yeah is it that you love this area and want to help it out so much and it's like kind of your only option anyway or is it that you want the opportunity to go and explore and leave yeah are you using this as your chance to go explore the mainland yeah which like could be that's up to you as the player that's whatever also perfectly reasonable for it to be both could be both larger than your average starting town in Pokemon does not mean all that much really yeah yeah it's still probably relatively small yeah it's equivalent to the first two towns in some Pokemon games yeah so you've got shop Pokemon Center you've got the museum okay you said Pokemon Center though most starting towns wouldn't have a Pokemon Center I think that this is a place that you're going to return to from time to time yeah but like typically your mom acts as sure Pokemon Center but I also think in this game the player character is a little bit older maybe not necessarily living with their mom you mentioned the location you come back to and I absolutely agree Mesagoza has the feeling of a town that's supposed to be like that Mm. but really you don't need to like you do towards the end of the game come back for a couple of reasons but like throughout the game you don't have to unless you feel like going and taking the classes I'm gonna pitch you something okay what if throughout the game as you continue to come back Mm -hmm. and expand the museum the town gets bigger how do you mean by the town gets bigger new shops open there's a restaurant now maybe there's some abandoned buildings or empty houses and stuff and then throughout the game they become populated I feel like you're thinking specifically of Main Street in Animal Crossing New Leaf (gasps) kinda (laughs) yeah that kind of thing yeah yeah I don't hate that and then that also gives you a reason to keep coming back say like as you progress there's some kind of food thing yeah and like now there's a restaurant there so you can get food stuff there there's a clothing shop now so you can upgrade your look yeah from there rather than having to jump around to To the various uh, different shops Um, little things like that as far as it being an area to return to I'm thinking it's almost more like Jubilife Village than your average Pokemon game this is just your home base you come back here yeah whether or not you build up the town you definitely build up the museum after each objective there will be a new exhibit in the museum Mm -hmm. to go and see so maybe the town doesn't necessarily build up unless you do side quests to do it yeah I think it's probably more side quest based for that aspect Mm. and then the museum grows from doing the main story yes yes yes. it could even be coming back to the Pokemon Center there might not be a Pokemon Center at first that's interesting maybe they build one. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> we talked about player's mother character. Uh-huh. Most player's mother's characters don't do anything, right? Uh-huh. For the most part, they just stay at home waiting for you to come by and say, oh, how's your journey going? Oh, you look tired. Have a rest. So like something like that would be at first. But mm-hmm. yeah, if we're going to have a Pokemon Center open, your mother could then start working yes. there as the nurse at the Pokemon yes. Center. And that's a cute bit. And the first time you go there, it's like, oh, hi, honey. A new Pokemon Center's opened up in town. And I've decided to start working here since I've had so much experience healing your Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And that's a side quest where part of the side quest is you have to go and talk to her and get her to heal your Pokemon several times because she gets the experience. That's exactly what it is. It's a multiple time thing. Yeah. This is also similar to Tarrytown in Breath of the Wild. I don't want to keep coming back to Breath (laughs) of the Wild, but it is kind of similar to that in building up this location. But it is the kind of thing you see in other games as well. You mentioned yeah. Animal Crossing. Like, yeah. But like in Breath of the Wild, this is your hometown. This is your base. And yeah. 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 I'm getting more and more on board with this. The more <laughs> we talk about it. So 
start of the game, you're in town, you end up making your way to the museum, then when you get there, you are given this new position. And then, so last time we also talked about the idea that you get your Pokemon and Pokedex from whichever professor is in charge of your branch. Mm -hmm. But I think rather than that, each professor gives you something. So like the professor in the history branch mm. gives you your Pokemon, the professor in the science branch gives you your Pokedex, the professor in the arts branch gives you something else. So that you can start doing stuff before you have to choose your branch, you can get a bit of experience mm -hmm. beforehand. Because then part of the interview process for being a research fellow mm. is to do one mission for each of the paths, yeah. which gives the player yeah. a little feel for it. You go turn in your application and they're like, we're requiring all new potential hires to do these things. Yes. Yeah. They'll just be like, you will be compensated for this whether or not we hire you. Yeah. We want to make sure we're being clear. This is not you being expected to do unpaid labor. You will be paid for this, yeah. but that doesn't mean you've got the job. You will get sent on these missions towards these three directions and told you can choose to do them in any order as well for this mm -hmm. part. And then also you have to get a stamp or something from yeah. each of the watchtowers on the corners. Yeah. When you're at the museum applying, your two rival characters are definitely there at the same time as yes. you. And you'll probably encounter them along the paths. So you meet the one outside the museum and they're like, let's battle. And then the other one rushes on ahead. So then we're establishing personality. One of them is more headstrong, kind of cocky, yeah. charging off. But then you battle them a little bit later and their Pokemon's slightly higher level, maybe. It's not that they've run off to a specific location. They're just kind of at whatever location. Yeah, okay. No, I see your point. Yeah. Yeah. There is just a point at each of the three locations that would be the point to meet that yeah. character. And then we head into these directions for these different paths. I think what we need to do right now is name this town. Name our starting town, which also involves choosing the theme for names of towns in this region. Yes. Last time in Alsea, we had the theme of naming them after iconic Pokemon characters of the past. I hadn't realized how more recent Pokemon games still had these naming themes for towns. <laughs> Kanto, the naming theme is obvious. You yeah. start in Palette Town and every town is a color. Yeah. Super obvious. The Galar towns playing into the sports theme are all sports words, which blew my mind when I found that out. <laughs> Because they sound, they're still such English towns because this is the first time where they sound like actual town names. Yeah. And some of them are more subtle, but then there's, you know, Wedgehurst. <laughs> well, yeah, in hindsight, obviously that's a golf wedge. <laughs> And then the Paldea ones are all named after food words mm. because playing into sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Think about tying into what we've got going on, how we're a very fancy intellectual area. Mm -hmm. My big first thought is different music terms. Ooh. Like Italy, the home of opera. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. that feels like a good fit to me. Either that or something intellectual, educational, museum-y. Like no, I, I, I sciences, love, but yeah. love music terms. So music terminology. We still want our starting town to feel like it's starting, right? Yeah. Palette town is the palette for all the colours. Yeah. New Bark town, it's new. It was the new starting town. Nuvema town in Unova. Something that feels like a beginning location. Yeah. When I'm thinking about like a starting point for music, mm -hmm. there's all different kinds of sound, different instrument types, different vocal types, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking about sheet music. I'm also thinking about sheet music. Yeah. The different parts that make up sheet music mm -hmm. all have specific terminology. So first off, there are the lines themselves that the, music, the notes are then placed on, the staff, or yeah. sometimes in British usage, stave. Yeah. There's also the clef. Assigns one particular pitch to one particular line on the staff. The most common. Or the most famous and iconic. Yeah. The one that you're picturing in your head. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. is a treble clef. Yeah. Thinking about musical terms, so many we use in English are loan words from Italian. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be very fun to draw on those specifically. Things like cadenza, concerto, a cappella, sonata. Like the last few games in particular, I want these names to also feel like they'd be Italian town names. The towns in Gala felt like English town names. They mm-hmm. used a lot of English town name terminology yeah. to reach that point. And I was kind of looking into Italian towns. The names for so many Italian cities are so old that they don't know the exact <laughs> origins. So maybe we're going a bit more on the feel and the sound of it. Yeah, but a lot of them seem to be place names. Okay. This is the town on the hill. This is the town yeah. on the coast. So I'm looking at some here and I think since our starting town is up on a hill. Yeah, yeah. Hill in Italian is Colina. Colina. What about a cappella? You're singing on your own. There's no instrumental musical backup yeah, yet. Uh, You're on your own. Your Pokemon party are the musicians. You're forming a band <laughs> now. Scrap the museum thing. We're making a band. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Another little bit that we can borrow from Black and White. There's one particular town where you go into a house and you recruit musicians. And the more of the musicians you talk to, they add their instruments to that town. To that town's background music. And actually it's the exact opposite of the Verbank City Gym in Pokemon Black and White 2. Where the gym is a club and the gym leader is the lead singer in this band. And all of the gym trainers are the musicians. Mm -hmm. And as you defeat each gym trainer, they stop playing their instruments. And that's removed (laughs) from the background track. So for the entire entire town, we can have it start off with the background music being vocal, and Ah. as you progress and add more to the rest of the game, more instruments get added to it when you revisit. That's cool. And that goes really, yeah, that builds into building the town up as you progress Uh as well. Exactly. So, a cappella with Kalina. A cappella Kalina. Capolina. 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 A Capolina. A Is that too long? A Capolina or just Capolina? Cap also feels nice, like, I don't know, cap, like putting a cap on something, you know? Do you know the term? Something I didn't bring up. Oh? Are you familiar with the capola? No. It's a specific type of hat. It's a flat cap. It's like a symbol of Sicily. I mean, so now the default player character has to be wearing oh, that. Absolutely. I think I prefer it without the a, then. Mm. Capolina. Capolina, and then you've also got the capola. Yeah. Sort How of is capola spelt? C-O-P-P-O-L-A. So let's go with capolina rather than capellina, then. Capolina as the name of our starting town. Like and I like it yeah. starting with the sea because that brings in the colina of the hill uh-huh. as well. Yeah. The more layers you get into a name, the better I feel about it, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Layers. <laughs> like an onion. Like an onion. Or an ogre. So we've talked a lot about our starting town in the early parts of our game. So let's move on over to who's that Pokemon? <laughs> Last time we struggled a little bit with our early game bug. Yeah. There were some good ideas, but I don't think... Well, the first two stages were just more interesting than the last. We talked about this in our wrap-up episode. Yeah. Pokemon hasn't done much daring with those for a while. The Gen 9 one is Tarantula and Spidops. Yeah. Which, Tarantula in particular is a fun design. I love the design. Yeah. It's not anything particularly daring. No. The last time we had something really, really unique and interesting was Wampole. Back in Gen 3. (laughs) With the... uh, With its branching evolution that was completely uncontrollable and two final stages as well. Yeah. My new bug concept similarly is going to be in that butterfly moth space. Okay. It's also playing into that branching evolution path. Okay. One of the most popular Pokemon from Generation 1 is Eevee, the original branching path Pokemon. Uh-huh. People love Eevee, right? Yeah. Elemental bugs. Okay. We have a generic lava-like bug. Okay. And it's going to have branching evolutions, probably three, into bug slash different elemental types. We have like a butterfly moth that is bug fire, and it's got fiery patterns on its wings 
things. We have one that is a bug electric butterfly moth, a bug ice. Mm. I'm also thinking a little bit about Vivion, where it's got its various wing yeah, patterns. Yeah. I'm thinking the main body will be the same. These will be elemental stone ones as well, I'm thinking. Ooh, which is fun. Yeah. That's we bring fun. back elemental stones. Yeah, right. I think the body on all of these bugs can be basically the same and the yeah. wings are carrying different, the different, different wing designs. Presence. The picture, one of them is a monarch butterfly. They could be all, all be different butterflies or moths. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, like so one of them is a monarch butterfly, but then the orange ambery colour in the middle, maybe it's literally amber and it's a rock one. Ooh. Maybe it's replaced with electricity. It's electricity crackling between the black lines. Ooh. The main body is a much more simple cutesy design. Yeah. I have another thought. Uh-huh. Stained glass wings? Also an option. That's very like Italian. Yeah. Churchy. Churchy. Doing this as a branching evolution. Specifically doing this with three branching evolution. Three is the classic for branching evolution. Yeah, right? yeah. But we've got three. We've got three professor characters. Ooh. Each professor uses one of these as their ace. Ooh. I do like that a lot. You mentioned the idea of doing stained glass style for the wings. Mm-hmm. I'd been envisioning it more as the wings are physically the elements. But the stained glass, I'm thinking more about it and I do quite like it. Because it is different to how most Pokemon would physically embody their element, right? If it's stained glass that depicts, say, fire. That, exactly, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's different in an interesting way, I think, yeah. Also, before you mentioned that, I didn't have a specific butterfly in mind. But now that you've mentioned that, I do. Oh, yeah? The Greta Otto. You know, by the common name, Glasswing Butterfly. Oh, I know the one. Fully transparent wings. Not even translucent. Ooh. Those are transparent wings. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, because we've got three different ones. We want them to be different. So one of them can have this more traditional Glasswing Butterfly wing shape. Mm-hmm. And then we use other butterflies, some of the longer, thinner wings, for instance, on mm. one of them. And do each one, getting a different wing shape, but yeah. with this core concept and basis yeah. in mind. Very cool. Oh, yeah. that's very cool. Looking at the glasswing butterfly, it's a quite a thin, long body relative. Mm-hmm. Almost like mosquito-like in the body. But again, that can be quite distinct from some other bugs. Mm-hmm. But cute. A cute head and then a little thin butt. Yeah, really simplistic on that. Body, really head, simplistic body. The tail goes in a little curl. Okay. So we've got three bugs. I think to go any further, we need to decide which three types we want to use. There's the classic option of doing the same three as the original evolutions, fire, water, electric. Uh-huh. We could also do like the same three is the original legendary birds fire electric ice okay i think ice will look cooler okay. for the wings i think the wings looking like i'm made like sheets of ice mm-hmm. will look cooler i'm not going to complain about making more ice pokemon <laughs> Not counting the branch, is it going to be a two-stage or a three-stage line? Is there going to be just like a caterpillar directly into this, or are we going to have the classic pupil stage in the middle? What would the first stage look like versus what would it look like if there was or wasn't a second stage? So some sort of caterpillar okay. and some sort of chrysalis. I mean, we can do a glassy effect on the chrysalis. Oh, have the bug inside and you kind of see through the chrysalis to see the bugs are still in there, but it's starting to change and it looks like all wobbly. Yeah. In fact, let's just go all out. Let's just have like a glass worm as well. Ooh. Right? You know? What does a glass worm look like? Clear. That's a fun concept. But consider mm. the worm that is basically the same color as the body of the butterflies in its final form. So it starts off as like this little worm and then you can kind of see the little worm inside the cocoon yeah. and then it's the same little worm but now it's got wings. It could be kind of both. That could be parts of the both. Sure, yeah. You can have that snom effect. You can see a darker body inside. Let's do like um. a, a navy body bug and then its wings are going to be more red bright yellow or pale blue yeah i've got some name ideas here okay the italian word for butterfly mm-hmm. farfalla farfalla we would need to do this with like a naming theme thing right you know yeah. the italian word for lightning is fulmine Ooh. 
Italian word for fire, fuoco. Yeah. So like a lot of F sounds in there already. Uh-huh. Fa fuoco. Yeah. Fa fulmine. Yeah. What do you got for ice? Ice. I didn't have a good one for because ice is yaccio. So maybe a different word. The Italian word for cold. Cold. Is freddo. Okay. Or freddo. We can't do freddo because that <laughs> is the very popular English chocolate. Mm. Shaped like a frog. Freddo. Yeah, fa freddo. That actually fits great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, fa fuoco, fa fulmine, fa freddo. And then they've also all got different sounds for the ends of their words, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to name the other stages as well. Yeah. Glass, clear, crystal. Glass is a great word. Vetro. Glass material. I got it. Okay. Caterpillars are lava or lave. Mm-hmm. La vetro. Vetro is the Italian for glass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had already forgotten. Listeners, we paused for a moment there, but it was like 30 seconds since we mentioned Vetro is glass. Sorry, you showed me the bug that gave me the heebie <laughs> La vetro. La vetro's great. La vetro. Yeah. It also sounds like la vetro. Like the <laughs> Yeah, but glass. there is an R. There is an R. There is an R. Okay. Yeah. That's just your accent. I'm thinking about like, what could be a good pun here? And I'm thinking not of a pun on an actual bug word, but on just another Pokemon. Cascoon. Glasscoon. <laughs> a regional uh, I know right regional variant the, or a yeah. or a convergent evolution yeah. the mid stage of this line is a convergent evolution <laughs> but the other two parts of it are completely unrelated don't worry about it <laughs> and I've got the last name for us for the middle stage what'd you get crystallis <gasps> That's perfect. Crystal chrysalis. Yeah. Crystalis. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. The rest of them are like fully Italian words <laughs> and then crystalis. Abilities. Okay. Are there cool abilities that can work or should we just give them all things like shield dust? Shield dust is a classic bug ability. On Caterpie, Weedle, Venomoth, Wormpole, Dustox, Scatterbug, Vivion, Cutifly, Ribombi, Snom, Frostmoth. Prevents added effects. They can't be, say, burned by Flamethrower. Okay. For instance. Oh, maybe we do that as the main ability for all three final stages but then give each one a different hidden ability yeah I think that's probably the way to do it this isn't something that would be different for each of them okay but tinted lens okay yeah the Pokemon can use not very effective moves to do regular damage yeah so we could either scrap shield dust or just have two main abilities again either's fine yeah I've got one other thought which is something that would be pretty much the same for all three of them more or less terrain and weather get kind of rolled in together nowadays mm-hmm. consider Coridon and Maridon have a Abilities that key off of the sun and electric terrain, respectively. Mm. Sun, linked to fire. Electric terrain, linked to electric. Snow slash hail, depending on your generation, linked to ice. Sure. We give them each the abilities that someone knows. Yeah. Drought, snow warning, and electric surge. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Yeah. And before we finish up with these, I want to drop in a new signature move. But I've got an idea for a new signature move here. Bug type damaging move, maybe like 70 power, 100 accuracy. And then the secondary effect is determined by the type of the Pokemon. Okay. So Revelation Dance was the signature move of Oricorio. By default, it's a normal type move, but its type is then determined by the type of that Pokemon. Mm. I'm thinking something along those lines, but doing it with the secondary effect, like yeah. this bug move that can burn, paralyze, or freeze. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, depending on the Pokemon. What would we call this? Bug Eye Beam. Reflect Beam. I like that. Reflect Beam. You're reflecting off of the stained glass light, and yes. that's why it's yeah, a secondary yeah. effect that changes. Yeah. Reflect Beam. That's it. 70 power, bug move, special, secondary effect 
effects based on the secondary type of this Pokemon. Very cool. Yeah. What is the secondary effect? So it's either burn, paralyze, okay. or freeze. Okay, I wasn't sure if that's yeah, if you're yeah. using that as an example or just saying that that is what it would do. Both. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens to line up in that same way because yeah. that's the classic trifecta. Yeah. Fire, ice, and lightning. It's very good. Disturb not the harmony of fire, <laughs> ice, and lightning, lest these butterflies wreak destruction upon the world in which they clash. <laughs> So today, we have planned out more aspects of the beginning of Pokemon Marble and Bronze, such as the starting town of Capolina, and discussing and realizing how it's going to grow and develop as you build the town and you build the museum, and like how your mom's going to start working as a Pokemon Center when the new Pokemon Center opens and you're building this town. I love it so much. Yeah, it's a fun, different aspect. You're building at home, and this early game story aspects where you're going to be getting your Pokemon and Pokedex and meeting your rivals, battling them before going off to do some trials as part of your interview interview essentially <laughs> your job application process for working at the museum yeah we've also made some Pokemon five Pokemon five whole Pokemon yeah we've got Larvetro which is a little caterpillar glassy caterpillar glassy yeah. caterpillar which evolves into Crystalis a glassy Crystalis and then from there you can get either Farfuoco the bug fire type Farfulmine the bug electric type or Farfreda the bug ice type these are all butterflies with stained glass window effects based yeah. on the Greta Otto or glass wing butterfly. Exactly. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Cult Classics The Tea and Rio Show and Them's the Facts. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu P-T-C-H-E-W. And don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network community discord link in the description and we've also recently set up a link tree with links to all of our social media wherever we are but until next time gotta gotta make make them all. all pocket podcast network quality programming right to your pocket Do you like the Dresden Files novels, tabletop role-playing games, improv, adventure, or butt jokes? If not, I don't know if we can help you. Hi there, this is Michael, the host and game master for Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files RPG actual play podcast about four ersatz heroes fighting wizards and monsters in Burlington, Vermont. Come for the grand urban fantasy adventure full of diverse characters. Stay for the many butt jokes. Seriously, one of the players is playing a proctologist. It's just chef's kiss. You can listen to new episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries every Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold.